We're joined by Amanda Lang, host of Taking Stock with Amanda Lang on BNN Bloomberg and CTV. It's nice to have you. Good morning. Let's start with the Ontario budget because, you know, I'm quite mindful there's a lot of things going on in the news. But, um, you know, economically, I don't know that much is going to change because Joe Biden's in Ottawa today. But lots could change as a result of the budget. We also have the finance minister coming up in just a moment. So maybe you can uh, give me a few questions you'd like me to ask him. <laughs> well, you know what? There's a, there's kind of a through theme here, and that is we have all gotten used to big numbers. And so the Ontario budget is full of big numbers, including, uh, of course, the spending, which is now 30% above the last budget delivered by the previous government. And it's important not to lose sight of that. We all got used to spending during pandemic, and we were happy our governments were doing it, and we accepted it. But it isn't going anywhere. And so this is a massive budget. And interestingly, of course, it's at a time when they have a massive increase in revenues. And that may be something we see from the feds next week, that their tax revenues are increasing. And that's when the cranks out there, and yes, I'm putting my hand up, say, how about you balance your books if if your revenues are increasing or send more of it back to us? Either way, same thing in the end. Yeah, because there's a lot of well-meaning things in here. uh, But I, you know, I, I also look at it and think, uh, as you know, Deb Hutton was pointing out at 6.20 this morning, number four budget envelope is actually interest payments, which is bigger than education. Yeah, and that's where we, you know, we're not quite back to where we were right in the 90s when it was emergency, but we can't forget it. As interest rates rise, the costs to all of us go up, and every single time we run a deficit, we're adding debt. It's just that simple. So it is a running cost that takes uh, food out of our mouths, healthcare off of our out of our hospitals. There is a lot of spending on healthcare. We should say 87 billion, uh, but there are some complaints about you know how it's being spent and whether it's going to do much to the to fix staffing shortages. There's also a ton spent on infrastructure, which is interesting and, of course, can be quite good for the economy. I will say, you know, we were talking about uh, just yesterday, would they put some money aside for municipalities? Given that they have a contingency fund and extra revenue, it's it's interesting that they didn't choose to do that, to kick some money Toronto's way, which desperately needs it, as do other municipalities. So Joe Biden is in Ottawa. Are there any economic or fiscal ramifications to this visit? Not overnight. You know, you're absolutely right about that. Longer term, absolutely. Uh, and hammering home the importance of remembering our trading relationship. Uh, the U.S. is more protectionist today than uh, at any time in recent memory. And they're doing it under the guise now of, of course, uh, the, their Inflation Reduction Act, which is a green transition bill. Uh, and that it sounds great. Sounds like something we should all endorse. It's very protectionist, and we have to make sure we're at the very least inside the club. Uh, it would be even better if they were just free traders. Uh, but if they're not going to be free traders, we at least have to be on their team. Okay. Well, on your show, you're looking at uh, the U.S. and Canada and climate change transition strategies and the implications of that. What what conclusions do you draw? So this, I asked some people, if the U.S. is going to go down this path of major subsidies uh, and you know diverting billions of dollars to try to get people to build there, what do we do? Uh, and you know, the unfortunate answer is we sort of have to play. The, we have to be in the game. We have to create an environment where we are at least at the table, which we've seen this government doing, and I think that's something we will see in the budget next week. We've heard talk about uh, investment in the grid, hugely important, definitely something a federal government should and can do. And that's the kind of thing that I'm hearing from experts. We now have to we have to position ourselves to be part of the North American supply chain on this or we will absolutely be left out in the cold metaphorically. 
Okay, but actually, I guess on a provincial level, provinces all have their strategies as well. One of ours here in Ontario is building batteries for electric cars and presumably also then building factories to build the cars. And spending probably hundreds of millions slash billions to attract all that investment, uh, which, again, is that a is that a good investment or not? We we are, have already done it to be in conventional automakers, so why not you know continue it into the transition? I'm not endorsing the spending of that money, but it is a way to keep your hand in. And it, this is the moment. It's very competitive right now. I'll tell you one thing: we do have in our favor. We have clean electricity. So as more and more companies start to think about not just their own emissions, but the whole chain of emissions. Uh, scope one, scope two. We're going to talk more about that. Scope three. They will care about the source of their electricity, and we do have that in our favor. Thanks for this. Always a pleasure. Great. Enjoy Ottawa. Thank you. Amanda Lang, host of Taking Stock with Amanda Lang on BNN Bloomberg and CTV News. And you can hear an encore presentation on News Talk 1010 as well.